How's it going, Shaq? Um, hmm. That's such an excellent question. How is it going? <laughs> I've become a lot more, um, uh, I don't even know what the word is, circumspect? I don't know. I um, Once you're on a plane for longer than six hours, what is time? <laughs> and then once you start to question time, you start to question everything. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I know nothing, but I am one with the wind. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, things are fine. I guess. <laughs> how are How are you doing? I I am good. I uh, a uh, we miss you. Welcome back. Oh, you know? oh, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be back. Amen. I uh, I actually went out on a trip uh last week as well. Combined hours o- were over six, but I had two two flights. Okay. I had oh. to do the, you know, the the two hour layover, mm-hmm. three three and three and a half mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, and I I I'm sure yours is far more extreme, but there is something weird about like getting in a plane, knowing time is passing, right, and people telling you that it's not what you think, like. Mm. Like you get in the plane and like the guy's like this flight is three hours and you're going to get there and it's going to be an hour later. And none of that. (laughs) (laughs) And and we just accept that as true. Like, okay, I -hmm. guess this is how math works now in the air. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm leaving here. I know it's this time I'm going to get there. It's not going to be the same amount of time as I've been gone. Right. You know. Right. It's very. okay. So. Travel wise. Um, I was going to Melbourne, Australia, right? Okay. Uh, so that means basically flying over the Pacific Ocean, whole thing, flying over the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just right across the waistline of the Pacific Ocean. The so, confidence, yo. Yeah. Just, yeah, let's do that. Um, and I don't know, they don't really have too many non-stop flights from New York to Melbourne because halfway through the plane's got to like refuel. <laughs> There's a place to stop when you're over the ocean. Um, so in three legs. So the first leg was uh, Newark to um, LA. So first I had to take an hour trip to Newark. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Um, wildest leg of the trip, by the way. Wildest, honestly. <laughs> uh, just getting out there. And um, and so then, so from Newark, New York to L.A., that is about five and a half, six hours. For some reason, flying out to the West Coast is longer than flying back, it feels like. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a wind thing, you know, you're fighting the wind on the way there, but the wind is at your back <laughs> every time. It's like six hours out there, five and a half to six hours out there, four and a half to five hours back. Yeah. Not how that works. So, you know, about a six hour flight out to L.A. So already I'm like, OK, great. That's a, a, a wonderful appetizer because then it's L.A. to Auckland, New Zealand. That's 13 hours. So that's 13 hours. And the time does a thing where I don't even, is it 13 hours? Like that's 13 hours, not counting what it might be like on when you take time zones into account. Right. So you cannot measure it by a day. You can only measure it by hours. Like you will be on this plane for 13 hours. That's just how that goes. Um, and so, uh, there's that. And then once you get to Auckland, New Zealand, there was another three and a half hour flight to Melbourne from New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Already I'm laughing because I'm delirious. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the airline that once we 
got to LA, the airline to get over to New Zealand is called Air New Zealand. That's okay. seems to be who's let me honestly, the best airplane I've ever been on. Ever. Oh. Ever. We were premium economy. Okay. Which uh I don't know what economy was like, but I bet their economy is probably like Delta's Comfort Plus or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or even just like a, a night, you know what I mean? Like the front of Southwest. <laughs> I don't know. It, it must have been. <laughs> like they probably still, because we're all on the same 13 hour flight. I don't know. I never went back there. They were pretty hardcore about keeping those curtains closed so you couldn't see what the other people were doing. But I didn't get a sense that it was all chickens and goats back there. You know, like it, they seemed to be okay. No one seemed to act up. But premium economy, first of all, leg room, like, whoa. Like you okay. would, you would have been absolutely comfortable. Um, and, uh, they gave you a pillow, a blanket, a bottle of water, um, a little package of like toothbrush, toothpaste, um, okay. uh, earplugs, socks. Um, Yo. <laughs> yeah, just cause you go, you live there now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so to... like a gift bag for the Emmys. Yo, that's yeah. what's up. So, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for the Emmys. <laughs> and you get, you get two meals, right? So they give you the menu of what the meal, your choices are. Okay. Um, they say, all right, for breakfast, these are what the choices will be. You know, you can have a croissant, you have some yogurt, and then one of these entrees. Dinner, here's what your little, um, here's your little appetizer, here are the bread choices, and then here are the choices for entree, and then the dessert will be this, right? You're like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, so what they do is they get you on there, and I thought this was going out there, I thought this was because... We did. We flew out like at night, like right. we left, you know, like nine o'clock at night. And so they were like, well, here's dinner and blah, blah, blah. But no, this is just <laughs> on the way back. We left, you know, in the afternoon and they still do the same thing because they you can't you you can't know what is going on outside in order for the flight to work on the inside. <laughs> you cannot know what's going on outside. So all window shades are down. OK, all window shades are down. They give you. They get you on, you get settled, you figure out what's going on. Um, they come through with dinner service. So, you know, what do you want? Do you want the lamb, the chicken, or the vegetarian one? <laughs> I got the lamb each time. What What are we doing? I'm on a plane. <laughs> they gave me a blanket and a pillow. I didn't have to ask. Give me the lamb. Let's do it. <laughs> give me the lamb. Give me the garlic bread because y'all already gave me a toothbrush and toothpaste. I can fix that in the bathroom. Also, the bathroom. I think they go in and clean after each person. It's the cleanest bathroom. It was cleaner than my bathroom when I got home. <laughs> like, That's the cleanest so. bathroom. So we um. So then they they give us dinner, and uh, you know they come through. Here you go. Here's this. Blah blah blah. You know. Lights are lights are kind of high. Folks are eating. Everything's whatever. They come through. They clean it up, and then it's it's got like the great you know it's got like I don't know what you want to call it the disco lighting, gradient lighting, bisexual lighting, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> porn <laughs> store lighting. But they start to kind of it it's in like blues, and then like a light purple, and then a deep purple, and then. It's dark. We've just gone through sunset on the plane. That's Yo. what's going on over the, and they bring down all the lights and everybody's full. They got the itis. Everybody goes to sleep. <laughs> Yo. Everyone goes to sleep. They keep those lights off for the majority of the flight. So everyone is knocked out. Again, window shades down. Can't know what's going on outside. <laughs> then after a certain point, people start to stir or whatever. You can kind of feel it. But then, also, what's happening, the lights that brought us down are bringing us back up. Now we're in sunrise colors. We're or a pinky <laughs> orange, right? A pinky orange. The sun's coming out, blah, blah, blah. They come through. What would you like for breakfast? Here's your croissant. You want yogurt? Do you want eggs? Do you want the French toast? What do you want? Blah, 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 blah. They give you that. You eat that up, yada, yada. You got another hour or two before the, the plane lands and you get you land, you're done. Yo, 
wild business, my man. Yo, wild. I want to move on this plane. That is great. <laughs> I uh, I was like, oh no, because I knew I I had to fly that back, right? But I also knew that's just to get back into America, and then I had to get on what United or some shit. You know, <laughs> like <boo. laughs> Yeah, that's not bad if it's the last leg. That can't be the first leg. First, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The yeah. standards getting worse as you get closer <laughs> you get, and tired. Right, nah, yes. man, so that, that is, is incredible. That's the ride back, you know. But like um, low key, I thought like they were selling you on a timeshare. Like you could live <laughs> here too, you know. <laughs> it's it was it was very relaxed, and I was very lucky. Um, the woman next to me, um, on the way out was friendly but didn't want to talk a lot. She, we all just went to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, I slept kind of hard on that one, harder than I thought, because yeah. I think I was so anxious as to, oh, God, I got to be on flights forever, that by the time I got there, I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, And then just conked out and then woke up. And then it was the same kind of, it was Air New Zealand from New Zealand to Australia same premium economy same situation except there there's only one meal because it's like a three and a half hour flight but it's not snacks it's a meal yo right and so they give you the meal and then you know you watch a movie um and and you do whatever and then you're you're in australia um and so that was that was great now on the way back you know same thing uh, you know, I'm watching this time. I'm like, oh, okay. I see how they did it last time. It's the lights, you know? <laughs> um, and everything. And I, even then I was like, I'm a little antsy. I can't, for some reason, I can't sleep. I watched the Fablemans on the flight. So that's great. You know, the Steven Spielberg movie. Fantastic. And, uh, and then I do end up falling asleep a little bit and then getting up, uh, having breakfast, blah, blah, blah. But, in the middle, like while I'm watching the Fablements, most people are asleep around me. Um, but some lady is at a window, maybe on my row or, or whatever, in a window seat. And she just probably out of curiosity. Again, it's nighttime on the plane. Open the window shade and it was blinding sun. <laughs> and she was like, I'm shut it down. She messed up the illusion, yo. Yeah, don't do that. They tell you. They tell you not to do that. Um, (laughs) But they also tell you during takeoff and landing, please, like, open up your window shades because Mm. they're doing takeoff and landing. And I was like, do they need to, do they need these windows to see (laughs) the backup out of the space? Like, why do we need to? (laughs) (laughs) You in my lane, B. Come on. You got to I'm like, okay, whatever. Do we all need to lean out of the way so they can see straight through to the back of the plane? And it was one of those big ones, too, one of those big planes where it's like two seats on either side and then the middle row of like four seats. Oh, okay. You know, okay. one of those. Um, so they had a lot of us in there. It was a big, a big Yo. ass plane. <laughs> yeah, we, we had very different experiences. Yeah, I, uh... well, I'm sure your experience was probably more like <laughs> when I flew. Listen. To- Boy- from LA. I went to Boise. So Oh, you back in Boise, huh? Yo, Boise rocks with me. I love the space. <laughs> Good people out there, all 15 of y'all. Y'all are great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I uh yeah, my flight was never more than like four people across, whatever plane I was in. Um, mm. they would do the two and twos. Right. Um, I got up at midnight to pack for a flight that left at seven. And I what? didn't get back in time to get to take a nap. Mm. So by the time I got to the flight, I was exhausted. And I knew I was right. going to be there like roughly like 10 hours because it was like flight, holdover flight. And then I had a meeting that same night. Mm-hmm. So I was going to be shot by the meeting. Right. So I got to the plane. I looked around and I decided like, listen, um, I'm never going to see any of you again in my life. Right. So I am going to snore prolifically. Oh, no. And this whole flight be like, right, I embraced right. it. I owned it. I said, mm-hmm. listen, this is going to happen. Um, it's every now and then, you know, being big causes me to snore, but it also means no one will interrupt my snoring. Right. You know, sure. no one's going to like talk to me about it. It's nope. just going to happen. Y'all are going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried my best. Uh, I bought a, 
I bought some hostage tape. I don't know if you know hostage tape. It's like a, so there's this thing for people that snore. They call hostage tape where like, it looks like you a hostage because you put it over your mouth when you go to sleep and it helps you to breathe through your nose. Okay. Now (laughs) I can't wear hostage tape on the plane just out willy nilly because then people think there's a problem. So I had to wear. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to unpack there. But like, I started, is the name brand hostage tape or is yeah, that just it's the name brand? Like the name they, brand is hostage tape. So yeah. that's just not its name out in the streets. Yeah, that's like, like that's the that's I'm the looking name for of hostage that. tape brand tape. Yeah, like you you Google hostage tape, it's gonna come up. You're gonna see a whole bunch of men, specifically men, by the way. No women apparently snore and uh, would wear hostage tape. Yeah, um, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take our chance snoring. <laughs> I feel like. Probably, honestly, probably because a woman would tape over their mouth, so many people would act like they didn't see it. <laughs> Nobody wants to be complicit in whatever the fuck is going on there. But I got I started using it that week, and it helped with my sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, I snored a little less. Uh, I felt like I was getting deeper sleep. Okay. Um, so I was like, yo, I'm, on, I'm, I'm going on this plane ride. Let me grab a couple for the hotel. Get some okay. deep sleep. And I and when I got to the plane, I was like, yeah, I should just do this and hopefully mm-hmm. help circumvent some of the snoring. And I'm uh-huh. sure I still snored, but I did my best to not be like OD. Okay. But I also had to bring, uh, Gabby pointed this out, I should bring a, a mask for COVID, even though, like, you don't, I'm not wearing it currently, but just mm-hmm. for people's, like, mental, like, they're... They're comfortable with me wearing a COVID mask, even though the hostage mask covers less of my face. It only covers my lip. It's more <laughs> dramatic. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, put on your hostage tape, but put the mask over it. So uh-huh. it just looked like you got uh, a, mask on. a mask on. So yeah. yeah, everybody during the flight, like they were treating me with mad, like, uh, like respect and caution. And like, they wouldn't shake my hand because they thought I was a germaphobe and I was just wearing hostage tape. So like, uh, pretty cool advantage. <laughs> I got mad space um, oh and I got some of the deepest sleep I've ever gotten on back-to-back flights. That um, is insane. Yeah. But I'm glad it worked for you. Yo, prolific. Oh, you know what? On Air New Zealand, they give you headphones, over-the-ear headphones. Nice. To use, I mean, you can't you take them anywhere else because the plug is, you know, <laughs> you can't use it anywhere else, but... <laughs> Only on that plane. But I mean, like, so people could have just put the headphones on. They were good quality headphones. So yeah, it would have been muted anyway. <laughs> yeah, people mixing albums and shit on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, that's what I thought of when you were like, I don't want people to hear my snoring. Listen, I hope they did that, too. And in combination between me being muffled by my taped up mouth mm-hmm. um, and you wearing the headphones and airplane noise, I think it was like controllable, you know? Perhaps. I mean, there's still the visual of you sitting in a chair with hostage. <laughs> That's um, why I had the mask. I, I was concerned. I was like, I get it. Like if I got a, my mouth taped up, I could see mm-hmm. that being a thing. Okay. You know? But yeah. I, I made it a point to wear the mask when I was on the plane. Right. Only person that got scared every time was mm-hmm. the person that would see me put on the tape. Like whoever was <laughs> <Yeah>. sitting me. <laughs> <laughs> like what in the BDSM is getting ready to happen right now <laughs> yo <laughs> over and over again I would just see people's eyes just widen up while I'm applying this tape to myself they're like oh shit this is, we, we about to go down <laughs> <laughs> whatever's gonna happen for him it's gonna be the last time it happens like he's making sure oh uh, but now nah, I was just trying not to snore uh, and breathe through my my nose you know I was trying to do that deeper. Oh, man. Well, uh, I guess now is the time to mention that this episode has been brought to you by Hostage Tape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, it works. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to hit them up. Give them their props. Yeah, no, absolutely you should. (laughs) I'm willing to bet they don't really have anybody who's there. Yeah, no one's repping Hostage Tape. No one's repping Hostage Tape. So I think I think there's room for you to step in and kind yeah. of make your mark. They, they haven't reached out to Steph Curry. Uh, 
you know, and all the other family names that like do a lot. No, no Kevin Hart sponsorships. No, 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 no. I think, I think you can get in there early. I really do. Ground floor sponsorship, baby. I believe in the brand. (laughs) But I'm I'm glad, I'm glad the flight went well. I am, uh, I am happy that you're back, but admittedly a little jealous. I don't share this plane experience you had. Uh, my plane ride was fine, but it wasn't that. that. That sounded awesome. Just, just go on over to Melbourne. You know what I mean? Or at least go on over to New Zealand. Just there you go. go. On, That's it. Grab you a little, little flighty flight over there. <laughs> Prepare to surrender yourself to the sky, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> oh man, I love it. <laughs> Let's get into the news, Sal. All righty. Uh, kicking it off today. Uh, girl nine sues the state fair after her pet goat is entered in an auction and barbecued. Okay, That's right. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about this while while I was gone. This definitely captivated a lot of people. Yeah. Th- yeah. This uh this was the most submitted article of the week. I believe it. <laughs> it's harsh. It, it is it is really harsh. <laughs> a nine-year-old girl and her family are suing a state fair after her pet goat was entered into an auction and feared to have been barbecued. Uh the girl's mother, uh Jessica Long, bought her seven-month-old white boar named uh Cedar? Cedar. 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 Uh, in April of 2022, her daughter grew to love the goat with chocolate colored markings on its face as a family pet, according to the lawsuit. Uh, but in June, Long entered uh, Cedar into a Shasta District Fair's junior livestock auction to be sold off as meat. Before the auction began, however, the Long family changed their minds as the girl had grown attached and tried to withdraw the goat. Uh, the fair denied the family's request, and Cedar was sold for nine hundred and two dollars. Long then decided to steal the goat. <laughs> Yo, that's what's up. That's how I that's mean, how you handle it, right there, baby. Mm-hmm. Go after your family. It was heartbreaking. The barn was uh, mostly empty, and at the last minute, I decided to break the rules and take the goat that night and deal with the consequences later. Wrote Long in an email to the Sasa District Fair on June twenty second, twenty seventh. I knew when I took it that my steps were to make it right with the buyer and the fairgrounds. I will pay you back for the goat and any other expenses I caused. I would like to ask for your support in finding a solution. The fair's chief executive officer, Melanie Silva, would not have it. Making an exception for you will only teach our youth that they do not have to abide by the rules that are set up for all participants, Rollback Silva. Unfortunately, this is out of my hands. You will need to bring the goat back to the Shasta District Fair immediately. The fair's livestock manager, BJ McFarland, texted Long, threatening to call the law enforcement on her and that she would face felony county, uh, a felony count of grand theft if uh, she did not bring the goat back, according to the suit. And on July 8th, a judge approved the search warrant for, for, for Cedar. Police descended on the Bleeding Hearts Farm and Sanctuary in Napa and did not find the goat. They then went to a farm in Sonoma County that Long had contacted and took Cedar, although they did not have a search warrant for the site. Hmm. Uh, The suit alleges that Cedar was handed over to a person with the fair for slaughter destruction instead of being held for a court hearing to decide the rightful owner. And what happened uh, of Cedar is not clear, but Long's attorney, Vanessa Shakib, said that they do not believe the goat is still alive. Okay. Yeah, no, probably not. Nah. Um yo, this is wild. This, this is, is wild. Okay. I just feel like I don't know what if it's really a fair's responsibility to teach the children about <laughs> fairness. <laughs> like, you know what? If, if if the love for this goat was so strong that the woman went in and stole it, I feel like I guess charge her with whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever. She already said, look, I'll pay you back and blah, blah, blah. And if they wanted to be hardcore and they're just like, nope, we're going to charge you for a felony count for theft. Then, I mean, I guess that's as hardcore as you're going to be. Um, I, you know, both kind of make a point. Uh, I don't see why they couldn't just go, oh, you want to take your goat out? All right, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it could have been nipped in the bud early if they were just like, all right, well, I guess if you people withdraw from things all the time. Mm-hmm. So to make them do that seemed 
over the top. But that's where they ended up. So now she's like, well, then I got to do what I got to do. So, she, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I see how all those things fall into place where it definitely is fucked up. And this is just the law and order in me. Okay. Not, not the cop, but I mean, like the show, the TV show, the law and order in me. <laughs> this is where in the law part of the second half of the show, this is where they fucked up is that they went to that second location and they didn't have a warrant for that second location. Mm hmm. And then they took that goat and they shouldn't have. And then they didn't keep the goat alive the yeah. way they should have if, if they were going to, you know what I mean? So, so now you, personal. so now you rushing into places, you mm -hmm. see what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't just be the only one that gets to rush into a place and take a goat. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody <laughs> should, should be okay to do that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I didn't know that, uh, Goats cost nine hundred two dollars. No, it's a you know it's at the um goats cost. No, yo, like, no, no, that's not like the market rate. That's the uh, guy I'm about to say, yo. Like I, I be having like oh, sale. So, so you don't know the deal with like state fairs and shit, do you? No, this is news to me. I didn't know how this worked. Okay, so at state fairs they have these livestock competitions, right? Okay, and um, people will enter animals in uh into the fair auction you know the competitions and then you get a blue ribbon you know you got a blue ribbon cow there or you got a you know a1 goat or or whatever it is okay but some of those are means that or a pig you know that means that they go to there's to slaughter so that's what charlotte's web is about the pig wilbur yeah he is a, a big pig and they want to enter him into the um the fair, but if he wins, then he's killed. How's that a W? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's great. The animal is not, but you know, but for you, that means that you know how to raise an animal that people can eat off of. That's it's for the farmer. It shows that you're a good enough farmer. You know how to feed my I know how to take care of my animals to feed people. Right. It's not for the animal. The animal don't get any of that glory. <laughs> the animal's gone. Yeah. So that's why Charlotte started putting the words over some pig over uh, Wilbur's um, pen because they, you know, and then they're like, well, this must be some special pig. So they don't enter him into the contest to be slaughtered. Right, right. So that's what they do. So this is what happens at a fair is like, you're teaching your kids how all of it works, how farming works, how supplying works, right? Yeah. So they raise this little, and this happens all the time. The the kids they raise, uh, you know, goats, or they raise a pig, or the, and they enter it, and then they win, and they're like, "Look, I know how to fucking fatten this bad boy up for the slaughter." And then you get a ribbon, and then they kill the thing, and then it. So yeah, but that's how that's how that works at a. No, <laughs> that is horrible. And please, any any troops or correspondents, please let me know if I got that wrong. I know I spent um a couple of weeks watching uh, a lot of stuff on YouTube, live livestock YouTube, <laughs> and, and it ain't fun. But oh my is, god! <laughs> but yeah, but I mean that's the mindset. So if this child was like, no, I'm I I want to keep the goat. I, you know, and they're like, we don't want to put the goat in. The fair is like, they're making money kind of off of. Right. You know, they're like, well, someone's going to pay for this goat or whatever, but people are going to come in. They're going to bid. Like, it's a, it's big business. It's a huge, that people wait all year. It's an annual thing. So like lasts. goat is pretty good, but somebody's like, yo, this is, I ate the, the, the fair winning goat last year. That's like a talking point. Like you paid nine hundred two dollars for that goat. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I paid that much for that goat and then had it slaughtered, and I guess you know. Yo, we in a wild world, B. That's crazy. I mean, it's that's like, bananas, that's, B. That, that's, that's a what, teaching lesson to a, a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's what 4-H is. <laughs> Yo, no, for real, 4-H was is like that organization that teaches kids how to, I don't know, live off the land or I don't know, but livestock and I forget what the 4-H is stand for horses i don't know hey i forget 
because we had 4-H in our elementary school, but we also were like in suburban Atlanta. So I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if all these things apply to the kind of life I plan on leading. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, okay. but yeah, no, it's a, it's a thing. But I really, I, I didn't think I. But in order, but the thing is, you got to be cold blooded, right? So that's why they were like, nah, we're going to take, you're going to enter that goat because you got to be cold blooded because you can't be this. The, the way they're probably thinking this little girl fucked up by having feelings for this goat. You need to harden your <laughs> child. How about that? You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. We ain't raising no vegans out here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew what it was. Why don't you move to the city then? You want to keep We ain't tell you the name the goat. <laughs> all all the animals have names. It's it's it is act honestly, it is wild. When you sit here and think about <laughs> Yo, it, like, I'm blown oh away God. right now. Like <laughs> you kept saying words like, yeah, this makes more sense, right? No, it did not. Not a single <laughs> sentence to follow the previous sentence out. It added clarity, but it did not add like comfort at all. Yeah, that, no, there's no comfort. <laughs> it is cold comfort. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> that is bananas. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so it's fucked up all around oh my i i'm i am sincerely rooting for this to become a netflix movie <laughs> like this is a doc waiting to happen right here like i want to see like the the interviews go on, go on i'm telling you go on livestock youtube i'm telling you <laughs> where you can watch these little cold i mean i remember watching this family where you know the little boy is raising some maybe a pig or or maybe it was a goat. I forget what it was. But yeah, like, you know, they're just like in their gear and they're like, you know, I'm just slopping and feeding and cleaning them and putting them in. And look, we won. Yay. And then they, they take the animal off and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get a last meal? Like, <laughs> yo, that's bananas. Oh, man. Yo, that yeah. poor goat, man. I want to pour some out for that goat. You deserve better. Oh my gosh, we got to get you out of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got to do. Okay. Um. Yeah. Everyone out there, let us know what state fair we need to take Gastor to this year. I'm gay. I mean, because it, it it'll run for like a whole month in the summer, oh. and we could go to many. I um. My cousin was was married to I have a cousin who was married to a guy from Iowa and they would go to the Iowa State Fair and I was like when are y'all gonna take me to the goddamn fair come on <laughs> take me to Iowa. I'm trying to see this fair <laughs> I never oh got to God. go and honestly probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a, I, I got a lot to learn this this <laughs> This bugged yeah. me out so much. Yeah, yeah. The country is wild. This country is wild. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, good luck to that girl uh, in therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope she fuck with Brussels sprouts and spinach because that is in her future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another news. Uh, thieves tunnel through a coffee shop wall to steal. Half a million dollars in iPhones from a Washington okay. Apple store. That's right. An, oh. an Apple store in uh, Alderwood Mall. And the Alderwood Mall was burglared. Burgled. 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 Yeah. I hate when people use the word that way. <laughs> yeah, that is terrible. Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> last weekend with uh, thieves infiltrating the location through a nearby coffee shop. According to Seattle's uh, news, uh, thieves broke until Seattle Coffee Gear went into the bathroom and cut a hole in the wall to get into the Apple Store's back room. Uh, the burglars were able to bypass Apple Store's security system by using the adjacent coffee shop, stealing a total of 436 iPhones that were worth around half a million dollars. According to the <laughs> Seattle Coffee Gear <laughs> manager, Eric Marks, that is real. <laughs> the coffee shop is... Uh, not noticeably adjacent to the Apple store because of the way that the store is laid out. I would have never suspected we were adjacent to the Apple store, how it wraps around. I mean, uh, Marks told the local news. So someone really had to think it out and have access to the mall layout. Uh, police were able to obtain surveillance footage of the theft 
but as it's part of an active investigation, it has not yet been released. Uh, nothing was stolen from the coffee shop, but it will cost $1,500 to replace the locks and repair the bathroom wall. And uh, no employees were at the Apple store when the theft happened at the Alderwood Wood Mall um, as it had closed for the night. Um, and mm. Alderwood uh, spokesperson said they were working with the police to solve the incident. I mean, you know, Apple, don't think you can't get got. Yeah. <laughs> people are people are breaking into other businesses through the business next door a day, <laughs> day coming in the back way bro talk, you don't watch movies yeah like, i felt like, like this was common you know yeah but i mean i love that this person was like someone had to really think it out and have access to the mall layout yeah you could probably just google the layout of the mall yeah, you know it's talk. literally like a movie scene where they only it's on a computer and they bring it up and they're like, so if we go in here and you know, like everybody <laughs> writing their the directions and like a football say, game when those uh, arrows come up. <laughs> yo, as soon as you show up to the mall, they show you the layout. Like every yeah. mall has it in display. They want you to know the layout. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like not for the, not for the tunnels. When you go, they show you where the shops are. Right. Yeah. But then there are all the tunnels and other sneaky squirrel ways, like coming in the back ways, that they don't show the customers. But if you work there, you, got you figure out. Um, because when I worked at a mall, I worked at the Gap, naturally. And um, I, they, they were like, oh, come to the back door. And I was just like, where's the back door of the mall? The whole mall is a, what? <laughs> like, I didn't know what they meant. And so I kept trying to find where the back door is. And I was supposed to be there to open. Yeah. And so which is two hours before the store opens. Yeah. And so for two hours, I was just walking around trying to figure out how to get back there. And then when it was time for the mall to open at 10, I just walked in. It was my first day. I'm two hours late because I'm there <laughs> circling the mall for two hours. And I was like, where is the back door? And that's when the manager was like, oh, yeah, we didn't actually explain that, did we? Yeah. <laughs> I just naturally said, come to the back door. So they walked me from the back of the store. There's a hallway and it's for like deliveries and shit. Right. right? right. So they walked there like, here where the deliveries are. Here's where the deliveries will come in. Here's where we put trash and cardboard for recycling. And then here is how you get to various parking lots. Here's how you can walk down to the food court. Here's how you like we walk the perimeter of the mall through just the tunnels and back hallways and shit mm. and so that you can you'd have to look up online but you can do that or you just have to know someone who worked in that mall <laughs> it ain't hard it ain't hard i'm not saying i'm gonna steal um 40 <laughs> 40 phones that cost half a million or whatever the fuck let's talk about that how is it 439 phones cost half a million dollars mm -hmm. that's a problem that is a problem. And I was like, damn, I just bought a phone, too. You were part of that waited. raid right there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I always love these hustles because, like, I've seen them, um, and they they inspire me, you know? Um, I love seeing people think outside the It just shows you that, like, there's genius everywhere. Like, whoever did this was making $15 an hour at the mall. You understand that? Like, oh, right. this is wasted potential. Like, there's a person who understood schematics construction <laughs> and you were paying this person so little that he's like you know what makes the most sense for me and my skill set <laughs> yo i'm gonna break into two businesses right. <laughs> and yep. dope and then ebay these phones later like yeah. he looked at his life and they were and it was like yep this is the best way to leverage all of this talent <laughs> that this is yo if this isn't a sign that we as a country aren't like looking at our people and leveraging them to the best of their abilities giving them opportunities to shine right like yeah no we're leveraging them just in a terrible way <laughs> word <laughs> we're all leveraged but it ain't good <laughs> yo like there's a part of me that's like if i was this person i'd mm -hmm. almost admit to it just to apply for jobs you know? Yeah, like, that actually that does track for you. Real 
Like, yup, I did this. Mm-hmm. I came up with this plan. Only took mm-hmm. me six hours. Imagine what I could do for your business. Right. Boom. And, then, you know? and then they walk you out in cuffs. Because they're like, <laughs> why are you on the street? <laughs> you know I mean? I'll be available to work from home slash sell for the next three, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make hey, make it happen. I'm rooting for y'all out there, criminals. Keep it keep it popping. Uh, I need some new iPhones too. So whoever did this, like, you know, you, my email's out there. I won't snitch. Reach out. I need four of them. Oh my god, this is awesome. Uh, the news: uh, Florida sixth grade teacher oversaw fights amongst girls in class. That's right. A Florida teacher facilitated classroom fights amongst girls at her middle school, even announcing rules and warning students not to pull hair. Uh, Authorities in Tallahassee said uh, Angel Drew Footman, 23, of course, is charged with four counts of contributing to delinquency of a minor. Uh, Arraignment is scheduled for uh, May. Uh, It wasn't clear whether she had an attorney. The public defender's office for the area did not immediately respond to the request. An affidavit filed to support the arrest warrant for Footman, which was issued Tuesday, said she denied having organized the fights at the Griffin Middle School in Tallahassee. The author of the document, uh, Sheriff Detective Hannah Perry, wrote that Footman offered this explanation. Footman stated outright that she knows she has poor classroom management skills. No shit. Okay. Wait. Stop. (laughs) Stop. I can't. Hold on. (laughs) I just want to. I just want to sit in that for a second. Yeah. Hmm. Because I'm looking at the rest of this article. So, all right. Affidavit is based on numerous interviews with faculty members and students, including girls involved in the fights, some of whom went to Footman's sixth grade classroom from other classes to participate. All the girls had had Footman as a teacher at some point. Some of those were called out of other classes to go engage in these fights. She denied calling the girls out of those rooms, but two two fights took place in March of, um, yeah, it took place in March and they involved six girls who paired off. No one was injured. What? Okay. Video was captured. The voice, uh, there was a voice on the video that appeared to present rules. 30 seconds, no screaming, no yelling, no phones. And then she came through like, stop pulling hair and then, all right, break it up. (laughs) Yo, this is awesome. Is it? I don't think it. I don't know if awesome is the word I'd use. I'm pro fight club. Uh, I love this. Get it out your system and keep it moving. I look, I am for get it out your system and keep it moving. I don't know if it should be with a teacher there saying, okay, here are the rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then who I'm should not, say the rules, I'm, I'm not, honestly, the sixth grade, middle school, probably an eighth grader. Okay. You know what I mean? There's somebody else who knows the rules. Now, granted, <laughs> this woman is 23. She damn near in eighth grade herself. She just got out of school. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. she also, the fights were planned. It said participants say that the fights were planned. The girls did not say Footman organized them, but she, they did seem to suggest that she was helpful. She is alleged <laughs> she is alleged to have asked, for example, whether they wanted friendly fade confrontations. Yo. And for those who don't know, friendly fade refers to fights among friends who agree to remain friends afterwards. Look at that. Yo. This is all look, I here's here's why. Look, I I am not anti kids fighting each other necessarily. Sometimes someone does need to catch a fade. Yeah. Friendly or otherwise, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, again, I don't know if ha- doing it in the classroom is smart. And I certainly don't know if the teacher, like it needs to be a kid's operation. <laughs> like kid fighting needs to stay in the, with the kids. That's fair. You know, an adult should not be there to be like, hey, y'all stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I do. I, I I guess like maybe like it was one of those like if you build it, they will come things, you know, and like she was going to pass. But why it are off. you building it? <laughs> why are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? The kids are going to if if she did not supply the space. Do you think that the kids were just not going to fight? The kids were going to fight. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They would go into some other classroom. There's probably some designated place in that school where kids go to fight anyway. There's Fair. probably some place on a the field. There's probably some place where the buses pick them up. Uh, there are yeah. many places. But I'll if you want to, if you want to be ranked as a fighter, you do it here. You know. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Plenty of kids have phones. Like all of those, an eighth grader, two sixth graders are fighting. An eighth grader certainly's been through enough fights to be like, "Hey, don't pull hair." You know what I mean? Like that's fair. <laughs> there's some maternal child. There's some thirteen year old who's like, "I mean, fight, but you don't have to scratch him like that." You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> you have that. You have that in you. Someone has that in them. Okay. Um, I get that. I agree. Yeah. So that's that's my only thing. Like. I'm not mad at the kids fighting. I just don't think it's smart to do it. Also, if I'm a kid and the teacher's like, you can fight in my room, that's a motherfucking trap. Ain't no way I'm fighting in your room. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. I, I just wouldn't. Yo, real talk, as a kid, you shouldn't fight in her classroom because, like, I wouldn't want the fight to be an example. You know, like, hmm. listen, uh, if you put more effort into this class like you did last week with fighting Tanash. Like, yo, the way you rocked, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You need to have that same drive when writing <laughs> this paragraph, work? okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of about this. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying my hardest to agree with you, Sha, but I can't. My mm. Everything in my heart tells me I love this teacher. Um, I, I hope she doesn't give – I hope she – she uh she starts a, a course on Skillshare explaining to more teachers the I value of how to do I this. I don't think she will because, as she said, she has horrible classroom management. <laughs> but great fight organization, okay? Those are different yeah, skills. You, you might be in the wrong business, <laughs> ma'am. Um, you may just want to bide your time at a at an Apple store until, <laughs> until you can find <laughs> find the place for you. I'll add Dana White, you know, he needs an intern. Work your way up. <laughs> but oh my gosh, she said outright she has poor classroom management skills. Uh they sound all I heard was 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 community building. You know, do you, you want a friendly <laughs> face? So? Meet me here 30 seconds uh -huh. only. Don't pull hair, you know, show respect. Okay, you know, so maybe she should just yeah. she should just open a community center instead of doing this in the classroom. <laughs> Fair, you know. Yeah, uh -huh. you could do some fights, teach STEM. I like this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if STEM <laughs> is really what people are learning here. Oh man, yo, fight, the, yo! If you uh, started GoFundMe for your legal fees, hit me up. Uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know, I'll let these people hold you down like that fight you saw. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in other news, uh, uh, a high school was raffling off an AR-15. <laughs> what is I'm happening? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> a high school athletics department uh, in a small town in central Ohio is raffling off powerful firearms, including an AR-15, to raise funds to buy equipment for the track team. The gun raffle, in aid of Upper uh, Sandusky's uh, Rams track and field, has been so popular that this week the organizers added a fifth gun to the prize <laughs> list and on Wednesday announced all $510 tickets have been sold. Uh, mm -hmm. The guns uh, on uh, offer include a Savage 93R17 bolt-action rifle with the scope, uh, Mossberg Patriot 350 Legend, two Tissa's 1911 handguns, and an AR-15 rifle. I know what none of those things mean. Mm -hmm. uh, right. The raffle comes in. Uh, the same week as uh, obviously a former uh, student used an AR-15 uh, style rifle along with two other guns uh, during a mass shooting that left three children and three adults dead at Covenant School in Nashville. Uh, the AR-15, dubbed America's Rifle by National Rifle Magazine in 2016, has been used in many of the highest profile mass shootings over the last decade. Uh, in light of recent events, has anyone had a chance to ask Upper Sandusky School Board about the intelligence <laughs> of this raffle? Uh, one local resident uh, commented this week on uh, the uh, the city's uh, Facebook board. Uh, the Upper Sandusky School Board, the school district superintendent, and the head of the track team all failed to respond uh, to local news's requests. Uh, while some residents uh, locally were angry, uh, 
uh, saying statements such as nothing says I support track like a shiny new murder gun, said uh, Nick <laughs> Barnes. Uh, other commenters on uh, the Barnes post tried to defend the AR-15s for personal use. Uh, okay. Okay. Here's... <laughs> I stop. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No matter what they say, they sold all 500 tickets. Yeah. For this raffle. Straight like, up. You know, here's, here's my, I mean, I, there are many issues here with this. Um, I understand that they are trying to raffle off things that people would want. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the area. And the people there want guns. And people are willing to, it's not going to help you with your track and field team um, because you're going to need black people. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going to help your track and field team. That's what's going to (laughs) help. Have you tried that? It's literally running. What else are you, you, it's running and throwing things. Buy the things, practice that, get a track. What do you, what do we need? What else do you need? Have you thought of recruiting? You know? Use the guns, shoot at their feet to get them (laughs) to run faster. What are we doing? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Oh, man. This, I mean, this is insane, but this is also like, this is how they roll. It's kind of hard. It's like, I, I read these kinds of things and I'm like, that's so ridiculous. But I'm also looking at it through the lens of where I'm living. Right. Um, and it's where they live. And, uh, and this is how, how things go. Um, I think I would not have added an AR-15 rifle because, you know, they're kind of, <laughs> they, they have a bit of a rep right now that I feel really? like maybe we shouldn't be tossing them in with the, with other things uh, like that's going to get you some attention unwanted attention if you're trying to go under the radar with this unless you are trying to make a a stand right which is possible that they're just like oh yeah i mean the nra calling the ar15 america's rifle that's wild is like get, get out of here <laughs> you're all so evil yeah but um like the accuracy in that is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like exactly. the, the fact that that's accurate is not for good reason. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, first I'm blown away that the track moms came up with this. Yes, um, I just saw that. Yo, <laughs> the track bananas. moms have put together a gun raffle to raise money for the team this year. We ain't, we don't bake cakes no more. Yo, <laughs> sincerely, like <laughs> you can't like. <laughs> I don't know how much guns are, but I bet if you gave away a couple of phones or maybe some tablets, that might, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, That's what's throwing me off. I'm like, for this to make sense, that means that so much bothers, like, so they have five guns. Mm-hmm. For this to make sense, that means that at most they spent 2500 on the guns, right? You make half on most of these raffles at minimal. Otherwise, oh, why do okay. the raffle? You know? Oh, they, so right. they sold okay. 10 tickets, uh, $10 tickets, 500 tickets. They made five grand. Right. So at worst, this costs twenty five hundred. Oh, so to like, at least get half of the money from the ticket right, sales. Right for Got the raffle. Yes. So like uh-huh. for whatever they're trying to you know raise funds for. So mm-hmm. like right off the bat, that like I feel like I don't care that guns are out there, but like mm-hmm. a way to control guns is just guns shouldn't be this cheap. Like yeah. that threw <laughs> me off. That like you could buy five guns for twenty five hundred dollars legally. Like right. that's crazy. You and know? also. Like a gun, like it shouldn't the, be like, yo, I'm gonna get a gun or an Xbox. Who did the um and what about a background check? Yeah. Are the track moms doing background checks? Word. <laughs> who checked up on the track moms who got the guns? <laughs> this is wow. Yo, I need I need serial numbers. Yeah. I need to know, like, is this waterlogged? Because y'all drug it out of the bottom of a <laughs> how many bodies has AR from? got already? Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to know. How many bodies? <laughs> If you if you oh. selling them, if you raffling them off, like I, I'm already assuming, exactly. You know, each at least two bodies each. That's it. If you're if you if they're in a raffle, you put a gun in a raffle. <laughs> you give me Bin Laden's gun or something? What, what's going yeah, on here? Baby? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, nah, them them guns dirty. Mm-mm. There are so many. Y'all, come on. Yo, come and on. like I understand, like uh, the community, sure. 
But like, I, I, my first thought is like, it's track and they're teenagers. You could raffle sneakers? Anything. I mean, anything. I feel like there that are, makes sense. There are other things I feel like that people would want or need. Raffle off TVs. You know how cheap TVs are? Yeah. Do something else. Like, yeah, there are other things you could raffle outside of. I know that this is your um, community and, and all that kind of stuff, but like, there are other ways y'all could have gone. And this possibly was just for the attention because like the way that the dude was just like, oh, thanks to the track. He said this on a Facebook, <laughs> you know, on a Facebook post. Yay. <laughs> Look at the track bombs coming through with the guns for the raffle. Come on now. Oh, my God. Unless unless similar to the baking, you made the gun. Then, you know, I guess uh, as a mm. track mom, I'm, I'm OK with it. Uh, but like. Yeah, I'm blown away that like y'all that a mom suggested this and then other moms was like, yeah, that sounds dope. Well, I mean, the governor of Ohio uh, last year signed a law um, allowing teachers to carry weapons in classrooms with only 20 hours of training. So maybe the teachers were like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll carry one, but y'all got to give it to me. And they're like, <laughs> buy a raffle ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, oh, that's my other question. So like. Mm -hmm. The teachers can carry it. Students can't. But what if you won the gun? Like, nah, that's my school gun. You know what I mean? It's in my right, locker. Yes. I just won it yesterday. I mean, it, it sounds like that's okay. <laughs> I mean, ultimately. <laughs> it's like, I feel like any, any hypothetical we come up with sounds like it'll be all right because it, we're already starting from this point. <laughs> oh, man. So you're not going to stump them with a scenario because they're already giving away <laughs> guns <laughs> in a raffle. <laughs> So they already, they, they two, three steps ahead of us Real when it comes talk. to, ah, gotcha. And they're like, you didn't get me. I already have the gun. And it's like, oh, well, never mind then. Real talk. <laughs> a whole high school that embodies like shoot first, ask questions later. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, the, uh, an Australian mayor uh, prepares the world's first defamation lawsuit over chat GPT content. That's right. Uh, regional Australian mayor uh, said he may sue the open AI if it does not correct chat GPT's false claims that he had served time in prison for bribery in what would be the first defamation lawsuit against the automated tech service. Brian Hood, who was elected mayor of uh, Hepburn uh, Shire, a uh, 120 uh, kilometer northwest of Melbourne town, uh, in last November became concerned at, uh, about his reputation when members of the public told him ChatGPT had uh, falsely uh, named him as a guilty party in a foreign bribery scandal uh, involving a subsidiary of the Reserve Bank of Australia in the early 2000s. Hood did work for the subsidiary, uh, subsidiary, I don't know, subsidiary? I'm saying that right, right? Subsidiary. Subsidiary. There you go. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm close, but I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> the note uh, printing uh, 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 Australia uh, was the name of it, uh, but was the person who notified authorities about uh, payments of uh, bribes uh, to foreign officials to win currency printing contracts and was never charged with the crime. Uh, the law So he was a snitch, right? Okay, right? so he was the snitch. Yeah. And Chat GPT named him as guilty. Yeah. Because it's just AI and they're just pulling names and information and then spitting that back out in a different way. Yo, this, this oh, okay. I, I rock with this. Like maybe, maybe. What? Okay, all right. Your name is out there in a lot of ways, Gastor. Yo, so listen. Now, when it is applied to the wrong thing, I'm getting. Who you gonna sue? Who you gonna sue? Because this is the thing, Sha. Look, it's not the chat. G, chat GPT didn't get this wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just that they don't realize Chat GPT's from the block. Okay, so oh. he's putting out. Yo, don't trust this dude. He a snitch. Okay. <laughs> And he don't understand that. He thinks, yo, you ain't supposed, I was, I was the good one. Nah, B, you the tattletale, okay? He don't okay. understand that chat, chat GPT got different ethics, okay? You know, first, the okay. first, the first, the first letter in chat is G, okay? Chat G, <laughs> PT, okay? <laughs> okay. You got to respect this right. G, all right? All right? Get so, it right. So you're thinking that uh, this chat GPT is, has a strong 
no snitching code. No snitching code. And so they, um, this entity, this machine, mm-hmm. uh, has a no snitching code. And so they, they kind of turned on my man. What's his name? Brian Hood or Brian something? Brian Hood. Cause exactly. He was like, yo, you're supposed to be one of us. Okay. You grew up on a block, the streets in Australia. I don't know where no. those are. No. You know? <laughs> South side, 120 so. kilometers, baby. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I think, um, <laughs> I don't think AI is, I mean, it's just, it's just the information that's pulled and presented incorrectly. Right. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah. So like, I mean, I guess he should be like, Hey, y'all got that wrong. But also I don't even know who's accountable for that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know who's like, our bad. We'll try to correct that. You can't. It's just a machine, right? It's just, it's artificial intelligence. So it's not even real intelligence. (laughs) So it's just, it's like, they want a name. Here's a name. Here's a name that's affiliated with it. It must be the person. So I don't know. I don't know what you you want. This is what, this is why y'all let the shit loose. This is what's going to happen. That's it. Lean in. Like, the thing is, like, I don't know. I feel like, Yo, he did this shit, okay? Even if he didn't. And I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. I agree. The AI shit, we know. We we should all know. It's just pulling random information. It's trying his best. But we all accept that it's also not perfect. So when mm-hmm. you heard this shit, if you didn't do it, your instance would have been like, yeah, that's crazy. And keep it moving, okay? But right. it bothered you. It ate at you, Mr. Mayor. You know? Because maybe there's some truth to a Jack GPT. <laughs> Found out. No, okay? there's no truth. I feel like someone who snitched on people doing wrong would also be upset if you had him listed as the people doing wrong. <laughs> I think that's also, it still feels like it's in his code, his <laughs> personal code. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much we're supposed to roll with things. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like so many new things are happening and I'm not saying, and I mean, this is partially, I'm an old lady. So I am rattling like, railing against the new stuff like why we got to keep changing shit or whatever (laughs) but um but for the most part i'm trying to roll with things i don't know if i'm i mean like these kinds of things are necessary to kind of hammer out if um companies are going to start using ai to like write articles and shit yeah i agree you know what i mean because if we don't have people like Brian Hood to go through and start suing to see how these things will shake out. All kinds of misinformation is just going to more so than usual. It's going to go out there. <laughs> so, I mean, I see Brian Hood as a a, a snitching hero, right? True. I mean, okay, he snitched and that's what got him here. But uh and look, I, I don't even know how I feel about snitching. I guess I take it on a case by case. But yeah. I am <laughs> I, I, I don't like tattletales, but you know. Um but like he's doing us a favor yeah. by seeing how how much these companies are going to what are they gonna do? Like are we truly screwed or is there a way for us to not be screwed? Because if it came for this guy, it could come for anyone, right? It's real random. That's real. It's real random. So I just want to know, do I need to prepare? Do we all just need to start putting money aside to sue AI because it's going to put our name in some shit that we didn't do? (laughs) Or will someone tighten up somewhere? Is there any way that things can be tightened up a little bit before we just go running out into the unknown? Yeah, I'm with you. uh, I'm definitely budgeting to sue AI. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not? I'm ready. You know what I mean? Just a, a couple of pennies in a yeah, jar every know. day. You never know when you're gonna have to fight. <laughs> fight for your honor against the robot. Oh Lord, take me now. Take me now. If you would like <laughs> to contribute to our AI fighting fund. <laughs> Just send a couple pennies, you know, you never know. Someone's gonna mm-hmm. accuse me of uh defaming sandwiches. I don't know. It's going to like weirdly worded, like gas store goes keto after like having some weird shit like that. I mean, someone's going to put a sandwich in your mouth via words and you're going to be like, what? (laughs) And now we all got to (laughs) fucking now it's just affidavits all over the place because of of that. All you got to do is like subscribe to the show, baby. 
you are Apple, Spotify listener, we appreciate your ratings. Four stars. You gonna let me take this L? <laughs> Chat GPT took me down. You know, and I, all I said was I love that sandwich. Okay, I just like this <laughs> other sandwich more. Uh-huh. Five stars, you get it. Okay, you supported me. Okay, I love cold cuts. Okay, but you know, I'm I'm a chicken cutlet sandwich kind of person. You know, <laughs> nothing wrong. And like, apparently now that means I don't like Italian people all because of chat GPT. And that's not true. <laughs> I got awesome Italian friends. I went to high school in Queens, you know, Howard Beach. <laughs> I'm just giving chat GPT all the ammo it needs right you now. You really are. Now you don't have your name next to Howard Beach? Bruh. That ain't, <laughs> that's not smart. Yeah, I mean, they're great people over there. I, know, I love their pizza. Shouts to New Park. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Oh, yeah. But there was one incident in Howard Beach, which is how people know it. And that's what Chad GPT is going to pick up on and then say, well, this guy, Gastor over here, said he loves it. It's a great area. You know what I mean? Good times. Went to a lot of parties over there. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> if you have uh, any articles you want us to cover, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastro Monte. Uh, shout outs this week to uh, Mahadi uh, W. I'm uh, Danny Nagasi, Lori McDaniel, FCBLJ. Always appreciate the article. Sorry if I butchered the name or two there. There was a couple new ones, but sincerely appreciate y'all taking part. Uh, with all that said, I am the soon to be uh, arrested. Castro Monte <laughs> <laughs> with my uh, lawyer and advocate, Shalewa Shaw. <laughs> I have watched enough law and order. I absolutely could do it. Amen. You know, it. mm-hmm. it's my old defense fund. It's all I could afford, Shaw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a uh, AI edited episode of The War Report. Catch y'all next time. Peace.